It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome, everyone. This is Dr. Morse with the Fantasy Doctors Podcast. This is heading into week five. It just started about a half hour ago. This is Thursday night football. We usually record roughly around the same time every week. Uh, I, I would like to thank you for joining us. And uh, Dr. Patel, how are you doing this week? Great. Just uh, trying to catch some of this game in the background. Um, good game on tonight, so we'll check that out after. But thanks for having me today. Well, we're, we're rocking and rolling. We are trying to stay um, up to date. There's like 15 million injuries, and it changes by the minute. Uh, my uh, phone goes off, and I'm like, oh, I need to update my list because it keeps changing. <laughs> um, we're going to try to not make this a three-hour podcast. This is probably going to be uh, maybe 30, 40 minutes. I don't know exactly how long it's going to take us. Um, this is obviously the free version. Um, there is a paid, uh, semi version of this that is only for our Patreon subscribers. If you want, uh, more insight, that's very specific to say this guy's playing and he's not really worrisome, or I know this guy's playing, but avoid him. Uh, that type of specific data has a tendency to be on that. Uh, I, we will give you a ton of information on this, probably more than you're going to get on any other site or, or podcast for data injuries. Uh, but I can't give you everything uh, because we'll just be here for too long. Starting off with uh, quarterbacks, there's roughly six quarterbacks that are, as far as we know, are injured. We know that Cam is out this week with his Liz Frank sprain. Uh, I think realistically he'll be back in week seven, uh, so I don't really think we need to talk about him much. Do you have any thoughts on him, anything new? No, just kind of as I think you called it a while ago when he first heard himself that there's probably something lingering on. So it just kind of goes to show that this has been going on for a while. And I think week seven is probably a reasonable time. And they're definitely not rushing him back, which is definitely what the indication is. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it was kind of – it was nice. It was – I appreciated it. He actually did that video. I don't know if you have a chance to check it out, where he came out and said, yeah, I, I essentially hid my injury. Uh, and I didn't tell the training staff it was as bad as it was. Uh, so, I mean, th that's part of the issue is that if the athlete's yeah. not being honest with the treatment team, then it's hard for them to treat you if you're not telling them the whole story, you know. Uh, and, and that's where uh, you have to have proper respect from, uh, from the training staff and from the player. They have to be on the same field because if I can't, if I don't know the whole story, I can't treat you every, all part of the injury. If I'm just assuming it's mild and you're, and it's a lot worse, we're not going to be as aggressive in our treatment plan and you're probably going to get worse as a result. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy that he went forth and maybe that will encourage other players to be more forthcoming with, with their training staffs. The training staffs are there to get them healthy, to get them performing as best as they can. So, uh, and, and the player is not very good. If you're not at hundred percent, these guys are elite. There's, you know, 10 to 15% of, um, of, a, of a player's potential, uh, if you lose that, that, that edge, you, you become from a star to a, you know, a mediocre player. That's, there's not much of a gap between the two. So they have to uh, respect um, the, in, the possible injuries and kind of go from there. Um, we saw that Trubisky suffered that uh, dislocated shoulder last week. Uh, thankfully, it's non-throwing. Uh, they are playing in London this week. He has already been ruled out. Um, as far as you being an upper extremity uh, ortho, uh, how would you treat this? And when do you uh, like, I mean, even though he hasn't been very good, when do you think he'll be back? Yeah. So, you know, his shoulder popped in and out of place. It looks like he popped right back in. So it wasn't as violent where he had to go to a hospital that put him asleep. And Typically with athletes, if it's a non-throwing arm, it's just like an AC joint sprain or anything that's not too bad in the shoulder. 
where you're just waiting for the swelling and the pain to go down. So I'd say give or take a couple weeks, two, three weeks to get him back and probably on the field by, you know, I'd say somewhere between two and three weeks. And if it was his throwing shoulder, completely different story. But oh, yeah. uh, there definitely is a pretty moderate to high re-injury re risk if he falls on it or tweaks it the wrong way. But I think he'll be back in a few weeks, though. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, um, no one's really rushing to get him. Maybe Superflex or Dynasty Leagues. Um, but uh, I think Chase Daniels was – I think he was like a top three QBR rating last week. I remember he was pretty high. Um, I think Allen Robinson is a good play this week. Uh, they are in London versus um, – in a normal game time, 1 o'clock for us, which is weird mm -hmm. for them. It's usually like 9.30 or whatever. Um, so it's going to be really early for, uh, uh, for Oakland. Um, uh, but I think Allen Robinson is a good play this week. I will briefly add that Taylor Gabriel has been ruled out. So Javon Wims is a sneaky play here. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Jordan Jacobs. Uh, sorry, Josh Jacobs. Uh, just because uh, how how stealthily that the Bears defense uh, rush defense is in general their defense. Um, but and he hasn't. He's been being pulled off a lot because he doesn't really do a lot of receiving. So uh, even though he is on the field a lot to run, he just is not getting as much targets um, between uh, Washington and, and Richard. So uh, this is probably not a, a good spot. On the other hand, Montgomery, this could be a smash spot. This could be potentially where he finds himself in the end zone multiple times. Um, so I think that that, uh, maybe how this game plays out. Uh, we might as well just stick with uh, the rest of the game and say Tyrell Williams is banged up with a foot injury. Uh, I, we haven't really heard any specifics. Um, he's been, he scored a touchdown in each game this year. One of the only players I think to do so, or maybe the only one. Um, but uh, we don't really know the, the details. Um, uh, this is going to be a kind of a, a game time decision type of thing. I suspect he will play. If he doesn't uh, play or you probably just want to fade him altogether, um, Waller becomes even more of a crazy play because, I mean, he's already getting a, mar a monster target share. Um, so I think he becomes a, a solid play here as well. Any thoughts on this game uh, before we uh, move back to America from a game perspective? Yeah, I think Josh Jacobs in particular is uh, – it's hard to really judge. I think – Whereas mediocre Oakland is, their front seven are pretty good against the run. So if it comes to the point where they can't throw or run too much on Chicago, or if they're up by a little bit and they run it out, that could be a good call. I'm probably going to start him if I have him. Yeah. But um, I want, it's hard to expect fireworks for sure against that team. Um, you know, how good their, their run defense is. And, you know, Chase Daniels is, I think, an upgrade for Trubisky, for Trubisky owners because he actually can yeah. throw the ball and push it downfield, which is great. So um, it's hard. Short week, different country. It's a little hard to really figure out what's going to happen at that game. Yeah, uh, I agree. I'm moving on to Josh Allen, who um, I watched this live because uh, it was my, the Patriots game. Uh, he was sliding, and instead of sliding feet first, he slid head first and – I don't remember who it was, if it was a DB or a, or, a, or a linebacker, popped them pretty good. I think they started with their shoulder, but it ended up being more of a helmet-to-helmet, -helmet, uh, just a kind of a freak thing, and he left with a concussion. Um, I don't think he's going to come back this week, um, and partially this is because um, they have a bye next week. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, they have the potential to be a playoff team. They're kind of on the, on the fringe right now. Um, and their defense is legit. Uh, but um, I, I just have a feeling they're going to hold him out. Stevin Singletary uh, is probably going to come back in this game. Um, he's still dealing with the hamstring. He's probably 70-ish percent, maybe 80 percent by now. Uh, and he may be a sneaky play. Uh, but I just have a feeling Barkley's going to play this game. Um, but it remains to be seen. Uh, this is probably going to be more. We'll find out probably Friday, tomorrow if they ruled him in or out. Um, but uh, any thoughts on Allen this week? Yeah, I mean, you the way he runs and the way he tries to grab yards, it's, it was bound to catch up to him at some point. And, you know, if you're a quarterback, you can't take absorb hits like that. So I would be shocked if they let him play this week, especially against the Titans, who do have a pretty stout defense, and he's going to struggle all game. Um, 
they'd be pretty silly to put him in there, especially with the buy around the corner. Yeah, so. I mean, you're playing Tennessee too, who's been yeah, very, very solid. Very good. I mean, this this could shape out to be a a nice Tennessee defensive game, especially DFS if you if you play like I do. Um, I had a monster week last week. Um, I had a ton of Chubb, um, and man, did he! Once he broke off oh, that man. crazy run, I was like, ooh. And then I had Kirk. He was like my late game smash, and he just – we'll talk about him in a little bit. He ended up getting injured. Um, but he, if he hit – like if he did anything more than he did, oh, I would have been well over a G, probably a couple. Uh, but I, I think I, I maxed out at like 500 or something like that, which is good. Wow. But I could have been – it could have been crazy. Uh, you know, that's just the nature of DFS. I love the sweat. Um, Sam Donald, people are loving this guy. They're asking me. I probably get five DMs about this dude's mono every day. It's crazy. Um, so here's the situation, and I, I've told people this uh, several different ways. Between 21 days from initial onset of injury to, um, to, to 31 days, there is still increased risk for splenic injury. After 31 days, the data shows that it drops. It's not zero, but it drops. The thing that most people actually struggle with is their fatigue. Their fatigue is what has a tendency to hold them out, and that can last a long time. It can be four to six weeks. I mean, and fatigue can present in, in different ways. He may not be able to throw the ball as far as he can, normally can. He may not have the energy to avoid sacks later in the game because he's just gassed. Um, so if they do clear him, which has not been, has been not been confirmed yet, um, I wouldn't be surprised if he kind of runs out of gas at the end of the game, more so than normal. Um, the, this, this has a potential to be a smash spot for this passing offense because uh, because Philly is a significant uh, pass funnel defense. Uh, they just kind of give it up and they don't care. They don't let you run for nothing, but they will give it up to pass. I believe Herndon is back this week. Uh, Robbie Anderson has a great smash spot uh, potential and at a cheap price on DFS. Um, and uh, Crowder uh, has a great matchup and Le'Veon Bell as well. So they have all their parts. This has a great matchup. Um, I, I would really like to see Donald um, play here. Uh, but whether or not he plays, we don't know yet. You'll, uh, and I will confirm or, or, or whatnot and give you more ideas on the Sunday morning live stream. I usually do it around 1130 on our YouTube page. Um, what are your thoughts on, on Sam? Yeah, I mean, you know, he feels good. He wants to get out there. But honestly, I think if they let him play – you could probably consider it malpractice just based on how high the injury risk is. Your <laughs> splenic rupture could be devastating and it's almost yeah. life-threatening and for sure season-ending if it happens. So there is no reason to to ex- there's no reason that they should push him. And I think maybe another week or so that maybe they could think about it. It's good that he's feeling good, but just like you said, the the fatigue's gonna catch up to him. In terms of fantasy purposes, he has no value at this moment. Plus, they have a pretty tough schedule, even when he does come back with Philadelphia and New England around the corner. So, um, you know, I wouldn't rush him too much. And fun fact with that, the last time an NFL quarterback was out with mono was Chris Chandler in 1995 for the Houston Oilers. Seriously? Yeah, missed two games a week, 14, 15, at the end of the season. Oh, that needs to go wild. No one had, yeah. I have not read that anywhere, and I, I'm on Twitter a lot. Yeah. So <laughs> and that, that's when, that's quality. Because of him, Steve McNair took over and, you know, took over the job next year. Oh, damn. That's funny. All right, so it remains to be seen what's going to happen, but, but that's quality right there. Uh, Tom Brady, uh, I don't know if he's popped up yet with a, with a calf, but he's been dealing with it for a couple weeks now, not overly concerning. They have a smash spot versus Washington. Um, this was going to be a good stack this week. This is going to be a Josh Gordon game. I just got a feeling. Uh, we will add Josh Gordon while we're at it. He's dealing with a knee, um, and I'm not overly concerned. It just sounds minor. The finger should be back to 
you know, pretty good. If uh, yeah. I'll ask you about that in a sec. Um, the other guy that's banged up for the Patriots that is still playing is Rex Burkhead. I haven't heard any specifics about his foot. Um, I, I fully expect him to play. I think this uh, they're going to get Sony going in this game. I God, I hope so because he's. I mean, he couldn't run around a brick wall right now. He's just been so awful. They'll get him going, but will he get going? Though that's the problem. I mean, he's just yeah. You know, they like, have Devlin, so the Devlin. That's the problem. That kills it, right? You're only as good as your line. Yeah, I mean, and, and and he's. I think he's one of the guys that's really reliant on his 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 fullback. I think yeah. he, he got spoiled by by Devlin, and then. But Devlin being out, and they haven't really been able to directly replace him yet. Uh, any any concerns with Gordon's finger? No, I don't think so. I think he had a bad, you know, he had a didn't have a great game last week because the game just wasn't like that, and he was he had shadow coverage by White the whole game, so he wasn't going to have one. Yeah. I think he'll be fine. I feel this is a game that he should and hopefully will break out. Yeah. It's a little unpredictable with this offense because they have so many ways oh, they yeah. can beat you. Um, Sony Mitchell, in theory, should have a good game. James White will always have at least a high floor, so he's the guy that I like to start to flex usually um, for most of the games because he's not game script dependent the way Sony Mitchell is. So um, I don't know. I, I tend to start all my Patriots in a game like this where it could be potentially high scoring. Oh yeah. So um, Matt Stafford is the last one. Um, Tyler Lockett just caught a touchdown a minute ago. Um, Matt Stafford just uh, – he has been impressive this year. Uh, it's amazing what offensive coordinators uh, change can do. Uh, I, he is, I believe, leading the league in uh, deep pass attempts. Uh, he has made Kenny Galladay very relevant again. Um, he has, has allowed on to break out, and who, who, after releasing C.J. Anderson, has increased his volume – Ty uh, Johnson, I think is his last name. He's direct handcuff. Um, as far as uh, CJ, damn, this baseball game is crazy. Um, CJ, uh, um, Marvin Jones showed up last week. I didn't expect him to do as, as well as he did. Um, but this, this is a passing offense in addition to running. This is actually pretty legit. I'm a little disappointed that they lost at the end of yeah. the game to the Chiefs. Um, the other guy I think we need to talk about in addition to Stafford is Hawkinson. I know a lot of people are high on this kid, and you saw what he did in week one, um, and he, and he kind of got let us down the past couple of weeks. Um, I didn't see this exact play, but uh, I, I know enough about it to hear what happened. Sounds like he tried to hurdle somebody, um, didn't exactly manage to do so, came down hard and landed on his shoulder in some capacity, um, and they, they called it a concussion, a concussion and a shoulder, but they haven't given us any details. But they sound mildly concerned where he's probably going to be out a couple of weeks. What can you tell us about this injury? Yeah, I mean, it was that, you know, it's funny that announcers called it right when it happened that there's been a problem in the NFL with players hurdling each other. We saw Christian McCaffrey hurdle someone a couple of weeks ago, and that guy landed out with a concussion. So same thing. I mean, he looked – he's a big guy. He was down for a while. Concussion protocols, you know, what we usually see uh, probably a week out, and I don't think they're going to rush him back next week. You know, it's too big of an injury, especially now with all the legal part of it to rush someone back unless they can wait it out for another week. Yeah, I agree. Matt Stafford, I was – initially they called it a hip, and then I read some specific that it's probably his back. Uh, someone was asking me on Twitter uh, whether or not if he received an epidural, say on Thursday or Friday, if he could play on sa Sunday. So I actually texted uh, the guy in my, my group who uh, does ours for our patients. And I was like, hey, what are your thoughts? And we talked about this yesterday in clinic. I was like, what are your thoughts on someone getting an epidural and, and playing two days later? And he's like, an athlete of that caliber, as long as they don't have any uh, severe stenosis, he wouldn't be completely opposed to have them playing. Their risk of bleeding sub substantially drops after about a day or so. Uh, and he's like, it's usually pretty acute. Uh, we don't obviously know how severe this back injury is if there's even a discussion of an epidural, uh, which is where you go in and, and put the needle next to the spine and drop some cortisone in and around the joint. Uh, of the low back. 
But to give you an idea, this could be what he did. It's possible. He looked really good, um, and he continued to, 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 to impress. Um, he's actually not someone you can forget about anymore. You have to consider him relevant again. He's made Kenny Galladay a top 25 wide receiver. Marvin Jones is fringeable now. I think Hawkinson will eventually be back and be startable. And carry on definitely looks legit as long as he can stay healthy. Um, and they, uh, they look half decent, to be honest with you. Um, let's move on to some big name wide receivers. I mean, hell, half of the top 10 are in this list injury wise. Um, Devante Adams, um, you saw how, uh, uncomfortable he was on the sidelines. If you watch last Thursday's game and you, I, I was watching it live and he, they went right to, he, he grabbed his toe. They went right to commercial, and by the end of the commercial, I had already recorded a video and uploaded it, so I didn't see anything after that. I was like, this is very concerning for a turf toe, and then you saw, if you watched the end of the game, which wasn't much time left, Rodgers didn't know what to do. He was forcing the ball to Jimmy Graham. He was trying to hit MBS, Allison a little bit, like he needs Adams, and he didn't have him. You saw initially Adams on the sidelines very uncomfortable, and then he was just kind of on the sidelines like, I can't go, I, I, can't, I just can't go. That's the issue with turf toe. Turf toe, which is what A.J. Green had last year, is a big deal. The timeline is usually about three weeks. So I would be quite impressed if he played this week, and if he does, I don't think it's a good idea for him to, to even consider starting him. He's going to be a decoy. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, same thing. Like, turf toe is not a great injury, especially for a wide receiver when they're cutting and getting into the breaks. Um, so I fully expect him. He's for sure going to be out this week, and there's no indication that he's going to play. He has been practicing really outside stretch for the next week. Um, but, you know, they have divisional games. They liked him to be out there. They have, you know, Cowboys, Packers, and Raiders right after that. So, you know, probably – I say he's out for minimum one pot probably two more weeks though yeah and get um, back by the Raiders I agree I, I mean uh, and this is going to be interesting how this game plays out um because they're playing in Dallas uh yeah. is this an MBS game is he gonna be reliable is Allison gonna show up is this a Graham game Aaron Jones has a fantastic matchup and I think that's probably where I'll go but I think Dallas should win this game I'm concerned about their offense and how big of a, a step back they took last week um, because of, um, I don't know if it was just it, their play calling just completely flip-flopped and it was just not pretty. Uh, let's transition to Michael Gallup because he's, he's potentially playing in this game. He had a meniscal tear a couple weeks ago. He had arthroscopy where they went in and trimmed out um, – a, uh, a portion of the meniscus. This is what DK Metcalf had in the, in the preseason um, and, and what Sonny Michelle had last year early in the season. Uh, very common injury. Um, what are your thoughts on his potential playing this week? There's something different this year than the previous years, but players getting back in a practice within like two, you know, two and a half weeks of a yeah. meniscus tear is just absurd to me. I never thought that could happen. I saw DK Metcalf and now him. So, I mean, if he's following DK Metcalf's timeline, he should be back in a week. I don't, you know, he's practicing now. So potentially out there, he could be back next week as crazy as it seems. Uh, I don't think he's going to play this week, though. I think they'll get him back. Um, he's expected to possibly play Sunday. You know, it'd be kind of a game time decision kind of thing, and he's got a great matchup. Oh, he does. That's the thing. Like plays. Uh, if he's if it's he's hard active, to trust him though. He's a flex. If yeah. he's active, I will have him on some de- uh, on some Dyna- or DraftKings uh, tournament teams. He has that smash potential, but he also could re-injure it and leave in the first quarter. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, be careful here. Um, I would not be surprised if they held him out another week, but, but Dak really relies on him, especially since Amari Cooper, who we're going to talk about now, is feeling better, but he's been dealing with both left foot uh, plantar fasciitis, and he admitted he will never be 100% from this. He admitted that the other day. 
Um, but now his right ankle, excuse me, is, is a little banged up. He had an MRI in it last week. You don't get an MRI just to get an MRI. There's some issue there. He did okay, but it wasn't anything impressive. And he should have ate uh, um, Lattimore for lunch, uh, predominantly because Lattimore actually has given up the most uh, yards for a quarterback in the entire league, Lattimore has. So um, he should have feasted last week, but, but he didn't. Uh, and, and that's why they struggled, uh, and along with running Zeke way too much. Um, do you think – are you concerned about Amari at all this week? Uh, you know, he – I don't think he looked like quite himself last week. And that could have been an injury, but I also admit they're doing these little dink and dunks all game, screen out, you know, five-yard passes. The strategy changes this week. I mean, he has a great matchup to also get some serious yardage if they use him. So, um, you know, I think he'll be out there. I don't think he'll be that limited. Just kind of game script dependent for him. If Dak has enough time to get the ball out of his hands and they don't run – Ezekiel Elliott for three, four yards, 30 times game, you know? Yeah. I think uh, if they put some shadow coverage with Alexander, who's breaking out and being potentially legit, that could be a problem. But Cooper is legit enough to be able to tolerate that. Uh, I think Cooper has a very solid game. um, And I think Zeke uh, will get a lot of touches this week. Um, Mm -hmm. As far as I will briefly mention that monster hit on Jamal Williams – I would be astonished if he plays this week. He definitely sustained a concussion. There's no question in my mind. He also sustained a neck sprain, which is a lot of the times what happens with a whiplash injury, like a, like a rear end or something like that. Um, usually these take a couple of weeks to even feel normal again. Uh, so I would be really surprised if he plays this week. Um, let's move on to another uh, very big name uh, wide receiver. Uh, in Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill got back on the field yesterday and, and, and people were going bananas because of how big of a name he is. And this gave people the thought that he could potentially be back this week. I'm cautiously optimistic about this guy. Um, my suspicion is he's, he won't play this week, regardless of the matchup. And I give pause when he does come back because he is one hit away just the right way from re-dislocating this. As the weeks go on, um, that sternal dislocation uh, will scar down even more and it will, and he'll be good. I need him to get hit first and be able to tolerate it before I feel comfortable seeing him on the field. What are your thoughts? Yeah, this is what we were talking about in the first episode. Like the only NFL player we've really seen this with is Danny Amendola. Mm-hmm. And he was out five, six weeks. So Tyreek Hill is on that schedule to return at the same time. But um, the question is not if he'll be effective or he'll be fast or catch balls is what happens if he takes that brutal hit again. Yep, and it goes the wrong way. He got very lucky. Oh yeah, I think he'll. They're not gonna. I don't think they'll let him play this week. Probably next week. I think they'll get him out on the field, and I fully expect him to perform at the normal capacity that he's expected to. The question is, will something happen? And I guess that's kind of the roll of the dice you do in the NFL. And if he's willing to take that, I'm sure the team's willing to also. And I guess he could be cleared for it. Um, but we'll kind of have to see what happens. But I expect him to be out this week and play the following week. I think uh, in my mind, if you ask me what, it, what would be like the ideal time for him to come back, I'd probably say week seven. Um, but I don't uh, – I, I have to look at their uh, their bye weeks. I, th- I don't think – I think it's their later ones. So um, I think week seven is, is, is very possible. I think week six is also possible but not ideal. I think week five is, this week is a little aggressive. Uh, Damian Williams resurfaced from purgatory. I don't know where the hell he was. Um, he went from a knee contusion, which is a complicated word for bruise, to straight MIA. We didn't hear him. They ruled him out early in the week, each of the past two weeks. Uh, so 
Uh, now he's full practice and ready to go. Um, they are playing Sunday night versus the Colts, um, who we'll talk about in a sec. Um, what are your thoughts on this backfield with McCoy banged up but still likely to play? Uh, does this shift all the way back to Damian? Does Darrell have any role here anymore? Does McCoy 50-50? Is it, is it like a 40-40-20? What, what do we do here? It's hard. I mean, like, who knows how healthy – I mean, if Williams is practicing, I mean, Damian Williams, you got to think that they're going to give him the rock. We just don't know how this backfield works. We know the, when the next guy's up, he gets majority of carries. But then even with McCoy out there, Daryl Williams got the goal line carries and things like that. So it's hard. I think I don't think there's a good answer. I think if you have Damian Williams, you'll probably should play him because he should get the goal line work. I sorry, the majority of the carries. But I wouldn't fault someone for playing LaShawn McCoy in case they need him to get off the field a little more to get a breather. Um, I don't know if Daryl Williams yeah, yeah re-injured. Oh, yeah, if he's out there, it really depends because he may not be out. So I think we got to see who's going to play the game. And if two of those guys plays, it's worth starting both in the, you know, one in the flex position at least. Uh, we just got to see who's going to take the field. The, um, yeah, I, I, I have Damian in, in, in at least one league. Uh, I'm definitely starting him because I, there's just no one that I have on my bench that has his upside. Um, I don't feel super excited about it, but, uh, but I, I think, uh, I think he has potential. Um, let's transition to the other side of the field for this game and, and T Y Hilton coming off that quad injury. He sustained it likely in week two, um, came out week three, had a monster first half left the end of the uh, left at halftime with that re-injury to the quad and missed week four. Um, he looks like he's, he's going to suit up in week five. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? And um, he's got a, excuse me, a smash spot here uh, in, in, in a very high uh, total game. I think it's 56. Um, and I think if he's out there, if he's, if he's cleared and active, you have to play him. I mean, I, I think you have to. Um, he's definitely going to get a ton of targets. Um, what are your thoughts on TY this week? He is. I mean, they've been able to survive without him. If he's out there, he did practice. You have to play him. I mean, he's he's has a pretty decent rapport with Jacoby, and as long as he makes the field, he's going to have a good impact. And you know, it's crazy to think that post Andrew Luck, you know, the the whole team has been pretty productive. Yeah. So if Ty's out there, you got to play him. All systems go with him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, he is at high, uh, moderate risk for re-injury, but I think you have to roll the dice here. This is a smash spot. Uh, he's obviously getting a ton of targets. He is the focal point of this passing offense. Let's talk about the focal point of this rushing offenses, which is what they really want to do in Marlon Mack. He, remember, he's still banged up from that calf a couple weeks ago and it did not heal yet. I don't care what anybody says. Um, then he left with it with an ankle injury. I don't know if this is the same side or the other side. I don't think they clarified that. Um, I suspect he will play. I don't think he practiced today um, or, or, or yesterday, which is not good. Uh, but if he practices on Friday, I think he will play. Um, I will, will, my live stream, I'll talk more about this. If he doesn't play, then you may need to go to the waiver wire now um, when, you, when, you, when you're listening to this. Uh, this is probably going to be a Heinz game. Um, as you saw last week, when they're down, Mac is not on the field. Mac mm -hmm. does not get a ton of targets, um, and, and, and they're game scripting him out. Uh, and, and that's when Heinz gets the majority of his looks. And this is probably going to be a, a similar situation with uh, Mahomes and company uh, firing the rock all over the field. Um, I haven't seen any updates in terms of the defensive side of the ball for Indy, they were really banged up last week. Darius Leonard was out. There was a bunch of guys uh, injured, and that led to the, the Raiders being relevant and, and, and basically ended up – I think they ended up winning the game. Um, 
that was the reason why he was out of the game. Uh, Mac was out of the game because they were losing. I fully expect them to lose this game, uh, and which indirectly hampers Mac's time. If he's getting going in the first half and then they're down by, say, two touchdowns at halftime, he re-rolls that ankle and can't get back out there because they're getting game scripted out. He's not going to be able to, to calm the swelling down enough to, to be relevant again. So you have to kind of think of this. This is a Sunday night game. You don't have the luxury of waiting. We won't know until about 6 o'clock if he's active. So that's everybody's already played except for the Monday night game. So we will talk about this on Sunday morning, but, but this is a cautious – we have to be very cautious here. And what are your thoughts? Yeah, so I think, you know, my flex start of the week, whether or not Mac plays is, was Naeem Hines, just for the same reason, because he is not game script dependent. He has a role either when they're winning or losing because he can catch the ball. Um, I actually had a couple questions about this. I told most people, and for me myself, is that if you're thinking about starting Mac, put him in your flex, put two running backs and, you know, who are going to play earlier games that are more reliable. So you can switch them out if you need to to, to someone else. Yeah. Don't risk that spot, you know, it's because if you're not going to have the luxury of seeing what happens. You will be a game-time decision. You yeah. can be screwed then. Here, here's what you have to do. You never play a Thursday night player in a flex spot. That's rule number one. Mm-hmm. Rule number two is – uh, if you have a guy in a Thursday night or a, fr- a Sunday night game or a Monday night game that is game time decision, you have to have or you should have someone on that team or on the opposing team that you can swap out for in the last minute. You don't want to take a zero, which gets tricky. So that means you have to have two spots on uh, ineligible in that game. Mac and say. Uh, you know, Watkins, uh, I'm just giving you a, a rough a possibility. Hines, um, uh, Wilkins, somebody that if if Mac is all of a sudden a late scratch, you need a pivot. And, and, and most of the time, you're probably not going to be able to go to the wire. A lot of leagues lock at noon, you know, before game start. Um, or the person is already gone by then. So you have to be prepared for this. Uh, there's nothing worse than taking a zero. Uh, I mean, you can lose by 0.2, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. and, like, and, 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 and sometimes at the end of the year, it's that one loss or that one player because of that one loss that ends up being the difference. So um, anticipate this and, and kind of go from there. Uh, let's move on. We still have a, a decent amount of names to talk about. Um, uh, as far as Christian Kirk, he suffered what looked like a pretty significant high ankle sprain. Uh, as I told you, I was watching this game and I was uh, concerned about this injury. It sounds like he actually ended up getting quite lucky and this may be um, a mild ankle sprain or a high ankle sprain. Uh, initially, it looked like he tweaked his MCL on his knee because of the angle, but they didn't comment on his knee at all. So it sounds like he got lucky. Um, I'm 99% sure he's not going to play in, in week five. Uh, Demier Bird is already ruled out with his hamstring. Uh, Andy Isabella is a freak talent and a monster college player, but but they just haven't shown much confidence in him. So we're talking about Sherfield and we're talking about Keyshawn along with Edmonds and DJ. Those are the main options besides uh, Fitz at number one. Uh, this is an offense you want to get some type of exposure to. They play a ton of plays. I think they're going to finally start putting it together. Um, and they have a very, very good matchup versus um, Cincinnati on Monday night. So um, what are your thoughts on how this is going to shake out? I don't really think they're going to be hampered too much. They're, that, you know, I think Kyler Murray and that whole offense makes the wide receiver somewhat useful. But they pass enough to – Edmonds and also David Johnson to be productive. Plus, Kyler Murray works with his feet. They're going to run all over the Bengals. So I don't think they're going to have an issue. Um, but just, you know, they'll miss him a little bit, but I think they'll be okay. So I don't think it hurts Kyler Murray's value. I think it boosts Larry Fitzgerald's value, if anything. Um, I almost wonder if they'll 
utilize Charles Clay a little bit. They haven't really used him very much this year. Um, if he's out there, but they're going to lean on their younger receivers and give them a little more time. Yeah, this is. I thought for some reason in my head this was a Monday night game. This is actually a one o'clock game, um, and it's in in Cincinnati, um, so it's on the main slate. Um, I definitely want exposure to this game, uh, and I definitely want Fitzgerald in my lineup. Uh, David Johnson is going to be a monster this week. Um, and I think Boyd is a, a potentially a monster and maybe Auden Tate. Uh, let's switch to, to, to Cincinnati and talk about um, a, a very productive player in limited exposure who suffered a shoulder injury. And we're talking about John Ross here, who ended up go undergoing well, – we don't know what he underwent, but he went to IR. Yeah. So we, it went from, ah, eh, not a big deal. And I watched the replay and it was like, eh, okay. Uh, to, yeah, he's going to be out a month, and now he's, boom, IR. So um, the main issue I have with this offense, and, and, and I'll briefly mention A.J. Green in a minute, is they don't have any time to throw. I love Andy Dalton's matchup this week because of how awful the, the Cardinals' defense is. The problem is he doesn't have time to throw the ball. Their offensive line is hot garbage. They can't – they're Mixon is getting, like, uh, fondled in the backfield before he even gets in front of – like, it's crazy. So, like, they, he doesn't even have time to get out to be a productive back. So, as much exposure as I want to this offense, I'm concerned. Um what are your thoughts on, on the John Ross injury? What do you think he suffered? A dislocation, a, a significant AC sprain, a fracture? He said he's out for a couple of weeks, about three to four weeks. I'm imagining it's probably an AC joint sprain or dislocation. Um, if it was a fracture, I think he'd just be out longer, right? They're not giving us a longer timetable. They're not saying he needs surgery. So I'm assuming it's an AC joint separation. And I completely echo your thoughts. I think on paper, uh, you know, Dalton's game looks perfect for him. And even Tyler Eifart might have some sort of role uh, in the game. It just depends if the line can give him more than like half a second to get the ball out of his hands. And if this is a potential spot for him to get that, but, you know, no team in the, the league is that bad at the pass rush. And, I think Arizona will still get some pressure on him, unfortunately, for him. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think this is going to be one of those Tyler Eifert three for 30 and two touchdowns. And you're like, oh, my God, I wish he went more, but he did enough kind of type yeah. of thing. They are god-awful versus the tight end, uh, meaning Arizona. Disley went ham on him last week. Hawkinson week one. Like, they are just awful. So uh, you almost – it's hard to fade Eifert this week yeah, because of how cheap he is and how bad they are. Uh, I'm going to briefly mention A.J. Green and the fact that he has not progressed like many people had hoped. Um, I would be surprised if he returns in the next two to three weeks. Um, they, he is not the fix to this offense because they have a lot more issues than one guy – um, I think that Boyd is the play this week. Auden Tate is a sneaky guy, and, and Eifert is as well. Yuzuma, if you're getting crazy. Um, but A.J. Green may be a stash, but right now I'm not. I think he's still a couple weeks away at the minimum. Um, let's move on to, um, to Juju and uh, his re-injury to his toe. He suffered a couple weeks ago. He still leads the team in targets with uh, Rudolph at QB with 16. But, man, has he looked awful. I mean, he has been awful. I don't know if this is toe, if this is number one cornerback, if this is Rudolph just not finding him, whatever it is. I have him on a bunch of teams, and he is killing me. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, the turf toe, I think it's if it's not – He's still on the field, but he's probably hampered by a little bit. And just like you said, it doesn't hurt, doesn't help that he has Mason Rudolph, kind of newer quarterback throwing the ball. He just doesn't have the same volume and the same big play potential he 
had before. So, um, you know, unfortunately, I think that Juju is probably one of those guys that once he hits a big game, it's probably a sell high candidate right when that hits. Like, I just don't want to worry about having him on my team for the price you pay to draft him. I know. Um, you know, it's just, it's a hard situation for anyone who owns Juju, unfortunately. But uh-huh. the kind of guy, if you have to start him when you have him, right? And yeah. Suffer I, I'm, it. <laughs> I'm disappointed in this. Uh, James Conner retweaked his ankle. He's fi- it sounds like he's pretty much over his knee injury. Looked very good last week. They were running all types of craziness um, with, with Samuels as well. Um, uh, as far as Vance McDonald, he uh, is probably going to be out this week as well with an AC joint sprain. At least that's what likely they're calling it. Um, we haven't heard any rumblings from this week. If we have, I haven't seen it. Uh, so my suspicion is he's probably going to be out. Um, James Washington has been completely MIA. This is a, a Dante uh, game uh, as well as James Conner. Um, I wouldn't mind Samuels again this week. I hope Juju can get it going. Uh, you saw last week how Ham Chubb went uh, versus Baltimore, and they are, they, I don't think they're any healthier than they were last week. As far as Baltimore's side of the ball, um, they are surprisingly pretty healthy. Uh, this is probably going to be a smash spot for uh, Marquise. He may just go Julio, uh, so to speak. Um, and, and and Mark Andrews sounds like he's finally getting a little healthier um, with this foot injury, and I, I suspect he'll have a solid game as well. I think um, the Ravens end up taking this one. What are your thoughts on, on those injuries? Um, oh, I'm sorry. I was just taking a call for a sec. But so, who are we on? I'm sorry about that. I was just uh, on the phone. So, um, we, uh, I had mentioned James Conner, uh, and, and it sounds like he's fine. And then um, I had mentioned Vance McDonald's, and it sounds like he's going to be probably out still. Um, and then I had uh, briefly mentioned uh, – as far as Mark Andrews with his foot, and, and he sounds like he's he's going to be all right. Right. So I mean, Mark Andrews, if he gets on the field, you know, you got to he's matchup proof at this point. You got to keep him out there, and I think that foot thing is going to linger on for a little bit. He looked a little hampered last couple of weeks. His production hasn't really been that kind of boom boom production that we expected. But the Ravens also haven't looked like that team that we start out the year with. Uh, I think Connor is going to be okay. Just like we talked about before, he had he had the cupcake match last week. Yeah. So I don't think he's gonna this week. Yeah. yeah, great matchup, and they used Jalen Samuels. Yep. You know, like wildcat formation, whatever yep. jet sweep you don't call it. So I wonder if that's gonna eat into it a little bit because he's not gonna have games like that where he can run all over the uh, defense. Yeah, they're gonna be on the lookout for it now. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's move on to uh, Trey Quan. I'm briefly going to say he's still got a high ankle sprain. He's probably out a couple more weeks. Um, and I, I don't really – and no one else in this game or in the, on that side of the ball is injured and concerns. Uh, Chris Godwin went absolutely ham, and he kind of screwed a lot of people last week because we didn't know what the injury was. Uh, it was a later game, so people were concerned. He ended up being active, and then he just went freaking nuclear on us. Um, and uh, if you started him, you just had a monster game. If he was on your bench like he was in a couple of my leagues, you may have lost because of how much he – how polar he went. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is another great game for him. Um, between him and Evans, uh, who's still a little banged up, um, I think um, they're both going to eat this week. I think Ronald Jones is finally breaking out like we expected. Um, and, and I'm not concerned about Godwin at all. I think it's a formality if he, if he's still about his hip injury, he's good as, 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 as I'm concerned. Any thoughts? No, I mean, that hip injury was there a week ago and he completely dominated and there's no reason to think that, you know, it's just kind of like something they're reporting every week, something to keep an eye on, but not, nothing to be worried about for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to do kind of a rapid fire for the rest of these uh, scary Terry or, or F1, whatever you call him, McLaurin. He's got a hamstring. He um, is an awful matchup with the Patriots. They usually put their top cornerback, which is Gilmore on, um, on, on him, um, which is, he's going to shut him down anyway. And then 
uh, Haskins, who's likely going to play because Case Keenum is still dealing with his foot injury. Um, they're just going to eat him alive and spit him out for lunch. Uh, so the Patriots are fantastic play this weekend on defense again. Um, and I think that uh, McLaurin is going to really struggle, and I wouldn't be surprised if they deactivated him again. I really don't want anything to do with this defensive, the offensive side of the ball for Washington this week. Maybe Thompson. Uh, that's about it. Um, as far as uh, Mike Williams, he's he's dealing with uh, uh, the knee injury. Sounds like it's okay. It's the back injury that's bothering him. I suspect he will be back this week. I suspect he will be more relevant. Dontrell Inman ended up going to IR with that with a quad injury. I think it was just a, a procedural move uh, because they were running out of spots or whatever. Uh, either way, he's on IR after having a very solid week four. Melvin sounds like he's probably going to get the start with week. I suspect a 50-50 split between him and Eckler with Joss, uh, um, Justin Jackson. Um, uh, still really banged up with this calf. I, I suspect he'll probably be out for a couple more weeks. Um, Travis Benjamin is probably going to play with a hip. And I, and I briefly want to cover Hunter Henry, who kind of fell off the planet with this uh, tibial plateau fracture, I will use in air quotes, uh, which definitely not was, was not a tibial plateau fracture because we would not be talking about him right now if it was. My suspicion is, and I want to hear your thoughts on this, um, this was probably either an MCL or an LCL sprain with an avulsion fracture off of the tibial plateau, which is probably why they called it that. Um, either way, it's only been what, maybe three weeks for closer to four weeks. Um, and he's running today. So there's no way if he had a tibial plateau fracture, he's running right now. A true one. So, um, uh, I'd say give him a couple more weeks and then he's probably going to be back. Um, this is a great pickup right now. Uh, this was a top eight uh, potential uh, uh, tight end coming into the season and really nothing's changed um, with how shallow the tight end position is. Uh, take advantage of people that, that sent them to the wire um, and, and definitely pick them up. What are your thoughts on uh, this injury? Yeah, absolutely. They said he was practicing today without a knee brace, jogging and running drills. So definitely not a tibial plateau. There are insertions of some of the ligaments and also some of the small tendons on the tibial plateau, specifically like the hamstring insertion and uh, some of the front bony prominences have some insertion. So I think he might have had a minor avulsion to one of those. And you usually just treat that with rest and then as the pain subsides, getting back into it. So uh, we do see these injuries. I think it's definitely overblown to call it a big fracture. You know, I think it, there's a definitely oh, yeah. a buzzword with that, but that's definitely not what it was. It, the timetable doesn't make sense for that. Uh, so I'm going to take a quick timeout and say that I knew the, uh, the, the Rams were going to struggle today. And if you look at, at, at Goff's numbers in, uh, on the road, um, he really struggles. Um, he, it's, it's two minutes left in the second quarter. He is six for 12 for 79 yards um, with a 71.2 quarterback rating. Cooper Cup has one for 25 on two targets. Brandon Cooks has zero catches on one target. And Robert Woods has one catch for 17 yards on two targets. That is not pretty compared to what they did last yeah. week. Um, all right. Uh, let's talk about a couple of other injuries that will affect the game. Edelman should be back, uh, better than he was last week. He didn't do very well last week with his rib injury. He's closer to hundred percent. Deshaun Jackson, uh, is dealing with his sports hernia and he will probably, uh, I'd be surprised if he played in this game, excuse me. And if he does play, I would be surprised if he plays well. Uh, as we've mentioned, these do not heal well with just rehab, and he should have went surgery and would have been back in week seven or eight and, 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 and been fine. Now this is probably going to continue to linger. Um, any, If he's on the field, do you have any faith in him? It's hard because that's, not, that's something that limits you very easily. And just like we talked about in a couple episodes ago, I mean, these things don't go away. So if he's on the field, there's a good chance that he leaves the field 
after a quarter to a half time, you see him back in the medical tent. So I don't start him until I see at least a week where he's doing something and not just hovering around and taking limited snaps. It's just, just too risky. Yeah. This is so I can't eat my, in my opinion. I think week one was his best week of the year, which it might be, seems to be every year. Um, just see what we can get for him and go from there. Stop trying to worry about this injury. Um, uh, this week, I think Jeffrey's in a smash spot. Uh, you're welcome. Um, as far as um, Paris Campbell, I think I forgot to mention, he's got an abdominal injury. It's probably a hernia. It could be a similar injury as, as DJX's, and uh, I, I, I don't really expect him to go. Um, as far as uh, Albert Wilson, he's been banged up with a, a calf. They're on a bye this week, uh, so he may be able to come back next week. Um, Jalen Hurd was placed on IR today for the 49ers or yesterday with this back fracture. He actually had a fracture. Uh, so you can uh, unfortunately forget about him for the rest of the year or likely the rest of the year. Um, that's pretty much all the wide receivers that I, that I have on my massive list. Oh, Jarvis Landry had a concussion uh, and he's playing Monday night. I think it's Monday night. So um, we won't know until then. Uh, let's dig into some of these uh, running backs and then we'll, we'll finish up real quick. Let's talk about how much of a crazy genetic freak Saquon Barkley is. <laughs> this guy had a, at least a mild high ankle sprain, possibly a moderate one, and he's on the field today less than 10, 10 days after that injury running and doing jump cuts. Like, wh- what? I mean, besides, look at his legs, and he's, I mean, he's got, he's got tree trunks, but this kid is just like an Adrian Peterson. He's just gifted. I mean, it's crazy. What do you think? You think when does he come back? Yeah. You know, they're not ruling him out for this week, which is pretty bizarre. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I, my normal gut would say he won't come back this week or next week. You know, that's how it normally is. But I wouldn't rule him out. But I don't know if I'd really play him. It's just it's too much of a game time decision. Yeah. So um, I, I went to Penn State. And I watched him a lot when he was there and he took some big hits, he got his knee twisted around and he never missed significant time. He's just an indestructible guy. So uh, it's a miracle that he's in this kind of recovery. And, you know, yeah. I think it's a little crazy to think that he'd start this week. Though. No, normal timelines, throw him out the window with this kid. It's just like, oh, yeah. like uh, mildest yeah. of mild uh, high ankle sprains or maybe two weeks if you're super lucky. Um, I mean, and he looks like nothing ever happened, and he's 10 days out. Um, I think it's risky to, to put him back in this week. They have the Patriots a week from tonight, which is not an easy matchup uh, in general. Um, I, I, I'd be surprised if he returned for that. Um, I guess it really depends on how they play this weekend. They're playing the Vikings. If they can manage to – uh, beat the Vikings, they may think that they have a shot this year with Danny Dimes at the helm, and they they, they will likely uh, roll the dice. Uh, the smash spot for Saquon is week seven versus Arizona. I think it's a Monday night game. Um, they they will have Golden Tate in full force by then. He, he comes back this week. Uh, Sterling Shepard has looked very good, and Evan Ingram looks very good. So they are starting to get some respectable pieces. I just hope they don't screw this up and, and, and bring Saquon back too early in his friend, the, the franchise player and go from there. Uh, I hope they're smart with him uh, and, and go. So my suspicion is I doubt they play him this week. I wouldn't be surprised if they played him next week, uh, but definitely back by week seven. Um, as far as uh, the other side of the ball with the Vikings, um, uh, they are a hot mess right now. The only one I trust is Dalvin Cook, and he's a monster. Uh, matchup proof, top two running back rest of season. Uh, give me give me him over Zeke. I think the only one I would take over Cook right now is CMC because he's just got a ridiculous volume right now. Um, I, I don't know what's going on with Diggs, if it's uh, trade rumors, if it's just he's unhappy. I, I, don't, I, can, I can't see why he would be happy. Uh, Thielen uh, is, is complaining about uh, Cousins. Uh, Cousins is choosing poor uh, target shares, and, and he's not targeting appropriate 
uh, routes. Uh, Orlovsky, I think it was, broke it down the other day uh, and showing like this route was open, but he chose to go this way. Um, it's just poor, poor judgment. Um, and I would love to see the Giants um, uh, win, win this game just to irritate the Vikings a little more into getting them back throwing the ball in that you cannot establish the run and, and win games regularly against respectable or decent teams. Um, let's talk about um, – we talked about most of the guys. Uh, seven, Devin Singletary, I think, will be, will be back. He, he won't be very effective, but he'll be back. Rashad Plenty is, Penny is playing tonight. Tevin Coleman is likely to return in week five this week with his high ankle sprain which is going to muddy the backfield between him, Mostert, and Brida. What are your thoughts on Coleman this week? It's crazy. I mean, it's already a super crowded backfield. You have someone, Wilson, at the goal line, and then Breda and Mostert splitting the carries. With him in the mix, I think Wilson gets demoted back to the bench and just another – situation to keep an eye on I am not too thrilled about starting him anywhere anytime soon I just want to see what that backfield plays out like because I don't think Breda and Mostert are going to be phased out especially not Breda so anytime you don't have a guy who's giving you majority of the carries or snaps it's really not something that's worth buying into too much yeah I think the only other people we need to talk about uh we we, we discussed Burkhead so I think he's I'm not overly concerned um, Royce Freeman been banged up a little bit of the shoulder, but he's continues to play well and, and, and play again on the field. Lindsay still looks good. Sutton looks really good. Um, I, I think, um, I think I forgot to mention Emmanuel Sanders. Um, he's banged up with a quad, I believe it's a quad. Let me look. Uh, and I think he'll be fine. Yeah, it's a quad. Um, I think he'll be fine. Um, not overly concerned. He's, he's been very respectable this year, much better than I thought he would after that Achilles. Mm-hmm. Um, Najoku's is still in the IR. Um, Jordan Reed is still not even practicing with his concussion. Um, Delaney Walker, I, I, it's just a day-to-day thing. Virgil Green is a day-to-day thing. Uh, Gostowski, uh, the kicker, was a surprising – he continues to be awful and miss just simple things. They, my suspicion is he was injured. Um, he was probably playing with a hip labral tear. He's undergoing surgery, and he's done for the year. Mike Nugent uh, is the new kicker for the Patriots, uh, which should be a top five uh, kicker for the rest of the season. Um, so you if, you, if he's still available, you go pick him up. There's probably only a couple guys I wouldn't take over him. I don't play in kicker leagues anymore, so I don't really pay attention. Michael Bagley for the Chargers is still banged up. He re-injured his groin. You should not be holding on to kickers. So um, he should be on the wire. He's probably out for a couple more weeks. What are your what are your final thoughts for for week four, uh, going into week five? Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of exciting because I think there's some good matchups, um, and particularly all these guys coming back. I mean, I'm kind of curious to see what happens with Josh Jacobs in that game. What happens with Singletary coming back? I want to see how Tevin Coleman kind of rotates in. So. A lot of guys probably worth to keep an eye on stashing some guys coming out later and uh, just keep an eye on what, what the target share looks like because that's going to really going to dictate how things go on next couple of weeks. But it's a nice week to kind of pay attention to all that for sure. I'm going to uh, introduce a new segment right now just off the top of my head. Give me one smash spot of the week of one guy you're really high on whether it's season long or, or DFS or whatever, just one guy you think is going to go ham this week based on matchup or whatever. I'm going to say it, but I think they're going to give it to Melvin Gordon, and I think they're going to run it down their throats. Yeah. <laughs> I think for, for DF, I don't, I think they're my, so I think for DFS, he's a great pick. The only reason why is I think he's still not valued very high. Yeah. Yes. I think everyone's undervaluing him. Um, that's kind of a out there kind of pick for sure, but definitely uh, I'd be kind of excited with his potential though. So I'm going to give a shout out to a couple people and then, uh, and you'll see why in a second. Uh, one is established the run with Evan Silva and Adam Levitan and the crew. Um, 
uh, in particular, Josh Aaron's Myers uh, by low uh, air yards model, which was ham last week. Uh, it was like 70% hit, which is crazy. Um, it won me money in particular with, uh, with the uh, Landry call um, and the Woods call for that matter. Um, this week, uh, based on that and based on just a couple of, of matchups, I like Nuke to finally go nuclear again and show up. Um, if Darnold is back, I really like Robbie Anderson. I think uh, this is a Marquise Brown monster smash week. At least I hope it is. Uh, and I think Josh Gordon becomes back relevant again. Those are the main guys that are in the top of my head. There's a lot of guys I like this week. I'm going to get exposure to. Uh, Auden Tate's another one of them. Um, but th that's our thoughts. Um, thank you for tuning in. We do this every week. I have a ton of injury uh, videos broken up throughout the week. We do some some cool stuff with some fantasy impact between me and Red Zone Mike, uh, usually on Monday nights. And Mon I'm going to do another one later in a little bit, uh, kind of focusing on a player's injury. And then we kind of go to how does the injury impact the, uh, the that team in, in particular uh, and, and the rest of his team. Uh, I also would, would appreciate you all if you uh, hit the like button. If you are a new listener, hit the subscribe button. This is available on all podcast mediums. Uh, it will be available as of Thursday night later in the evening, uh, as well as check out our Patreon site, which I'll link at the bottom. Uh, that is uh, where, we, where we do some of our hard extra uh, work that you uh, don't see day to day. That's a little bit behind a paywall. Uh, five, ten dollars, nothing crazy a month. Um, that that you'll get you some really uh, competitive advantage. So uh, until next week, good luck. Thank you for tuning in, and uh, take care. All right, thanks for having me. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.